All right, we back, we back, we back, we back. Another fire episode, no pump fakes on the way. All right, I think it's only right we get started off first. Talking about this Warriors Grizzly series. Um, of course, Warriors got the 1-0 lead. Um, you still, uh, you, 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 uh, is there any chance that you feel the Grizzlies could um, take this series as a whole? I know they're down 1-0, they lost home court advantage. Um, but do you think they could still pull it off and defeat the Warriors? No. I think they blew their chance yeah. uh, in game one. Off one game, you're saying that? They, they lost by one in like a, off a layup. <laughs> yeah, I think they blew it. When you have Jerry Jackson going for 30, and you got John Moran going for 30, and you still lose, and Draymond Green and played the entire second half, kind of blew a game. So it's just like Draymond Green comes back game two. They already got one. <laughs> they may get a little hungrier, get two. So who knows? But I don't, I really don't see, um, I mean, I think it's a better matchup. The Grizzlies against the Warriors instead of the Grizzlies against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they match up a little better with the Warriors than they did the Minnesota Timberwolves. But at the same time, I, six, maybe, you know. I, I respect for the Grizzlies being the two seed and their young guys. I'll give them six. But really, I want to say five. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, with that explanation, obviously, with, you know, John, you're going to have great games, and then Draymond getting ejected, not playing the second half, and still Warriors winning. You know, if Draymond comes back, obviously, you know, for for game two, and they pick up two games on the road, and now they're going back to the to the crib, up to o. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, but again, I mean, it, it could also be vice versa, right? The Grizzlies come out and dominate game two. Um, I don't think that'll happen, dominate, but you know, they could come out and win game two, and then you know, series tie one one, they sneak out and and get one over out in uh in Cali. I mean, I, I'm just glad though that the first game was a good game. Right, like I, I'm, I'm glad the first game came down to the wire. It, it's a good, I think, preview for what the entire series um, is actually going to be. But um, you know, I, I think I feel like John might have learned a viable lesson in that, like even like one play could dictate an entire series. Right now, obviously, again, there's still time left in this series for them, to, the Grizzlies, to win. But like even one play, one game can you know push an entire series and even season when you zoom out. Um, in a certain way. So, um, yeah, I just, we'll see, I just man. Feel, they're still a young team. I just feel like, like you said, exactly. That's the key. They're a young team. I just feel like they're too young. I just feel like Josh still needs to develop. I'd like the last play of the game, everybody knew what was going to happen. They're going to give the ball to Josh. He's going to try to attack the room. He needs to work on his in between game. That's going to probably, you know, take him and the Memphis Grizzlies up a notch when he gets that. But it's just kind of like they're, they can be too predictable at times. I mean, also, uh, the credit to the Golden State Warriors because, like, what the Memphis Grizzlies got to understand, like the runs they go on, the celebration they do um, during the game and stuff like that, that may phase other teams like, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's not going to phase the Warriors. The Warriors are champions. Like you're going to have to go out and actually beat them. Like going on a 15 to two run, you know, most teams will probably quit. Warriors, they can get that back in two minutes. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like they're a dynasty. They've been there before. These guys are championship proven, championship aspirations and driven what they're trying to reach this year. So it's just kind of like they don't really, they're not phased by a lot of stuff that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to do. So that's another reason why I just feel like the Golden State Warriors are going to end up probably beating the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I give them six, but I really want to say five, but we'll see though. Hopefully it's just, hopefully, hopefully it's just like a, a good series where every game is close, but I don't know. I really yeah, don't. And also too, I want to give you your flowers in that you mentioned earlier, you were probably one of, if not the, First person I really hear mention that Jordan Poole had to be the second best player 
on the Warriors in order for them to really take that next push in terms of either making yeah. it to the finals or win the entire thing. Um, obviously, you know, people have fallen in love with, you know, the Splash Brothers and um, the intensity that Draymond has brought to the table. But, of course, Jordan Poole is like that. You know, um, I think, of course, the question mark was, you know, if he can get it done during the during the postseason, which, again, everybody knows now there is a difference between those two. But he uh, he's special. You know, I, I think he's, he's continuing to, to show that to the world now and doing it that on the biggest stage. Right. Like, I think to do that in the regular season is one thing. Right. But once April comes around, can you do that? And then now we're entering May. Can you do that? And, you know, he's definitely shown that. So, yeah, you, you were one of the very first, if not, like I said, the first people to say that. Um, but so, I mean, the firepower that the Warriors have, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, <laughs> it's it's some, man. It, 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 yeah. it, it really is. And, you know, but, but, but even again, though, they're only one by one. Right. Mm-hmm. I know Draymond, you know, again, didn't play the second half, but they it's, it's going to be a series. I, I won't get crazy and say brooms. But well, I, no, I'm gonna wait till game two. I'm gonna wait till game two. Okay. If Warriors win game two, we might we might need to <laughs> bring the ropes out. Yeah, if Warriors uh, win game two. It, it might not be heading back to Memphis. It it, it's not. crazy though because the Memphis the Memphis Grizzlies may feel a little comfortable to give Memphis a little credit. Like they may feel comfortable knowing that yo, Jordan Poole started the second half. He kind of changed the whole dynamic of that game. He's probably not gonna start game two. They're probably gonna go back to the original lineup. And during that first half, the Memphis Grizzlies had a little more advantage playing against the Warriors because, you know, they had to split those minutes. Like, Jordan Poole got a lot of minutes in the second half, which allowed him to, like, get his rhythm, get his flow. Like, he came in, I think, like, four minutes, he had, like, 11 points or something like that with the quickness. So it's just kind of once that stuff happened with Draymond. So that's another thing. Like, who knows what type of lineups the Golden State Warriors are going to put out there. And I always feel like, with Jordan Poole in the lineup, it makes him more dangerous, but we don't know, you know, necessarily if he's going to start this next game or if the Warriors are going to go back to Draymond Green starting and Jordan Poole come out the bench and uh, Gary Payton the second starting as well. So that may favor the Memphis Grizzlies. But, of course, that's a good problem to have, right? You got to choose between Draymond um, and then Jordan Poole, right? Like that, that's a great issue to yeah, have, I guess, that, for the Warriors. It should, but, it, uh, it but, but I'm be... saying, though, like you know, some people, you know, yeah, so yeah, some yeah, team yeah. is like – Damn, I gotta go with one of y'all. But in yeah. the worst case, you know, cases like, all right, cool, I gotta go with one of y'all. Um, yeah. But you know, you got two guys who you know play and win in basketball. But uh, it's it's interesting. It, it's it's you know, it's a very um, unique situation, I'll say. And then obviously, not Draymond getting ejected, but to know that he wasn't able to play the entire second half, and then they still still won. come out and win. You know, it's yeah. almost as like if a team does everything right. You would hope yeah. that's the one game that you might be able to steal. And, and it's weird to say that a home court team would steal a game in game one. But, you know, it, that could have been the case. Clay obviously hitting a, a, a crazy, crazy or a very important late three. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're going – it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. I, I, I will say that. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, like I said, I, I, I hope – I hope it's a series. And I hope it's not a humbling series for the Memphis. I hope it's like a really good series, like, oh, competitive. But it could be a humbling series coming. Because like I said, if you lose, you lose in Draymond and play, like, that's that's a game you really supposed to win. You know, so that's kind of like a game that's like, can't, like, you, they lose one of the best players. Like, you're not really supposed to lose that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they lost. And like I said, during the closing moments in the final, you know, the, the crunch time, 
clutch time. The Memphis Grizzlies get very predictable with Ja Morant. Like, I love Ja. He attacks the basket, you know, fiercely, um, plays above the rim, handle. But sometimes that can be very, very predictable if, if the, everybody in the world knows what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, but to your point, though, you know, they, they are young. They, I feel like they are. It, it's, I feel like it's a balance of them being young and them trying to figure out versus like they're here now. Because, you know, if he misses that, you know, if he makes that layup, you know, or they win that game by one, we're having a completely different conversation. Like, literally, it, it's, it's vice versa. Even though, like we said, Draymond didn't play, I think them having the 1-0 lead, them possibly taking a commanding 2-0 lead, heading back to Cali with confidence, right? You get, you know, 30 ball from, from Jaron. Like, it, it does change. It's crazy, too, how just literally winning can, like, change an entire conversation. But, hey, yeah, you're right. Um, but there's, a, there's another series. On the East Coast, um, that happened. Game one, Celtics and Bucks. Bucks up one one zero. Celtics, you know, <laughs> told y'all taking the taking their first told loss. Told you it ain't, it ain't sweet on the Bucks side. I've been trying to warn but, people, but I was, but I mean, that, but that's the crazy thing. You know, Giannis didn't even have like the greatest game. It ain't sweet, yeah. and they, and then they still won on the road. Game one, mind you, yeah. you know. Um, shout out to Drew Holiday, you know, and, and I mean. Again, I don't think this series series is going to be a sweep for the Bucks, but I mean, this is a series where they were able to steal home court game one, and then again, mind you, with a not the greatest of games from Giannis. And I know Jalen and Jason could have played a little better, but still, you know, one 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 of those three is a Chris former Milton. MVP. Chris, you they're know? missing Chris they're Milton. Not playing, yeah. They're missing Chris Milton. That's what I'm saying. They're missing Chris Milton, which helps them on the offensive side, but. What I was trying to tell people about, we had several podcasts talking about this, like the difference between KD and Giannis. You can't really stop Giannis. There's nothing that you can contain KD, but you can't really contain Giannis. And the reason why we saw in game one, Giannis can go out and have a bad scoring night, but his impact on the game for his passing and his rim protecting, like, it's levels. That's why everybody loves those dual forwards, do everything type of forwards, similar to like LeBron James. Luka Doncic, another example, like guys that can just do everything. And that's what Giannis is. He's a guy that can do everything. And it makes it very hard for a team like the Boston Celtics because, like, damn, if you take his scoring away, you still got his passing, you still got his defense. Like, it's it's tough. It's 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 tough for Boston. Yeah, and having to meet Brooke, Giannis, and you know, defensively, obviously, this is a very different team. Than the Nets. I know obviously, we, you know, people fell in love with the scoring duo of, you know, KD and Kyrie, but defensively for the Bucs, it's like, yo, they're not yeah. just, you know, putting the ball in the hoop. Like, they, it, this is a, a two way defensive team. And so, I mean, hey, man. Yeah, they got real NBA left. Facts. <laughs> real NBA size. Like, it's, I, it's serious. It's not, yeah. they're not, they not meeting, they're not meeting guards at the rim. They're not meeting Bruce Brown at the rim. Facts, yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? They got real NBA size. Like, they big boys. Like, it's it's a problem. And it's, and it's different teams, but I'll tell you what, if they go out and sweep the Celtics, hypothetically speaking, of course, they go out and sweep the Celtics, eh, I, I, I think they'll have, especially without Chris, especially without Chris. I, oh, oh, that's going to be tough, you. man. That's going to be tough, man. <laughs> What did I tell you? I told you I feel like um, 
it's only one team. I was like two teams because I was like the Toronto Raptors with their length and their size. They can make Giannis have a difficult time or some Miami Heat. Other than that, I told like it's like, or I was hoping like Kevin Durant, best player in the world, possibly can get get hot and go on a run like he did last year. That clearly didn't happen. They lost to the Celtics in the first round, but it's just like it's only like two teams that have like the personnel that really can make things not even not difficult, but like make Giannis a little like not himself probably for a full series. But at the end of the day, like you said, Giannis played bad shooting wise, but he was phenomenal. He was the best player on the floor impact wise the entire night. So that just goes to show me that like it ain't sweet in Boston. Like it's the Bucks, the Bucks go out and win this series. Like I said, if Giannis don't get stopped in the Eastern Conference, and by that team, I feel like it has to be the Miami Heat because I picked the the Milwaukee Bucks to beat the Boston Celtics because of everything that we saw in Game One. The only team I feel like can beat the Milwaukee Bucks and stop Giannis from getting back to back in general is the Miami Heat. Everybody else, and if they they may lose to Philly, and we gonna talk about that series, but everybody else, I feel like it's 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 nothing. It's it's over with. Like we could be talking about at the end of, at the beginning of June. Once again, yeah, Giannis probably the top ten player in the world if he goes out and pulls off what I think he's gonna do. Yeah, that uh, I, yeah, I, I'll be with that. We I think we can save that conversation for if and when that happens, just because of no. the moment who will have to face what he does in those no. finals, so on and so forth. Um, but I, I will I will say this to the to the Miami point. Uh, Miami 10, definitely top ten player all time. I think that's yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah top ten player all time. Top ten player of all time. Yeah, that, that's heavy. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, that resume would be crazy. It yeah. it, <laughs> multiple MVP. Hey, it yeah, might get nasty tough. for a lot of a lot of people. Would be very, very upset. But like I said before, I've learned my lesson in terms of just overall getting too hype on the moment. I'm wait till he goes out and no, of gets course, the job yeah. done. Gets yeah. the job done because we've seen a lot of. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, the Miami team, right? You know, Miami, um, Philly with Embiid being out first two games at a minimum. Um, you know, that's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, but again, I think the pressure is going to be on James Harden, obviously. Um, which James Harden are we going to see? The Houston James Harden or the, you know, as you call him, the, the Steve Nash James Harden. Hopefully we get the Houston one. Um, but I think, you know, it all depends on obviously, like if, if Embiid isn't there, I want to see the Houston one. Right, but I get why he would be a facilitating type of player with Joel Embiid. So it's because it's like you know you still got an MVP candidate on your team. You want to let him, you know, get active, but at the same time trying to win a championship. But Embiid being out those first two games, I mean, I have no choice but to go with Miami. I was going with Miami. You know, I I feel like Miami is going to the finals. That's that's my pick to go to the finals. But. There's no excuse for James Harden not to make this a series. That means, like, if Joel Embiid is ready for game three, it should be at least 1-1. If he's ready for game four, it should be at least 2-1 Miami and the Sixers win the game. Basically, what I'm trying to say is no reason that Joel Embiid should come back and this series should be over with. James Harden, figure it out. Like, we can't hold Giannis to this high standard of talking about, yo, Giannis should get to the finals even without Chris Millage and then come and say, oh, James Harden, Joe Embiid is out. Like, well, we, that's, we know what James Harden is about. That may like, not be the same, in my opinion. I, I think it's the same. same. I think it's the same because you can't sit up and expect, you can't sit up and say the same thing about Giannis. Even though Giannis is arguably, some people are going to say, the best in the world. James Harden for years has been 
a top five player in this game. James Harden for years has gone out and dominated in scoring. So it's not it's not it's not out of the question for me to ask him to go out and get have a thirty and ten point game, have a thirty five and twelve point assist game, and get and will your team to victory. Like it shouldn't be out of the question. Like I don't like, and I'm a, you know me. James Harden is one of my favorite players. I've supported James Harden throughout the years. Skill set, talent. You know, you know, you know what it is on this side. But we got to keep that same energy consistent. We cannot go out and say that James Harden, because Joe Embiid is out, that, you know, the series is over it. No, he has to make this a series. And I think he's capable of making this a series because if Jalen Brunson can go out and do it, and Luka Doncic was out in the first round, if he can go out and make it, he went out and dropped 40. James Harden, should be able to, James Harden should be able to go out and make this a series and get a game. It's that simple, this. That's how I'm looking at it. It's First really, of all, okay. it's really that simple. Let's talk about something real quick. First of all, the Miami Heat are not the Utah Jazz. That's, that's fine. First. That's that's first. And also, too, we have to consider who it is that James Harden is no longer playing with. Right? It's not a Ben Simmons injury. It's not a Chris Middleton injury. It's a Joel Embiid injury. It's a you know, there's a top three, arguably top one MVP candidate injury. So that's one thing, right? But then I I think it's also a matter of you know, to the third point is like. I may not hold him to the same standard or level to those other guys just because I don't feel he's in the conversation of best player in the world. Now, I agree. You know, I, no. I don't like lowering the bar either. All right? Excuses no. are cool. Get the shit done. But at the same time, because I don't view you as like a, a KD, a Giannis, a Bron, a, or Steph Curry, whatever, it's like, okay, if you get it done... I, you, it's lit but if not I'm not gonna be like alright I'm not letting well yeah like I said if you feel that way about him then cool no, but, no, but it's, not, it's not even me feeling that he's a top 5 player in the game cause he's not a top 5 player in the game anymore at this point you know regardless of the injuries or whatever he's dealing with he's not a top 5 player in the game so I don't view James Harden as what I've viewed him the past 4 years top I was talking about top 3 he's not that anymore clearly I said he's in the Steve Nash role for a reason but at the end of the day like what is his best attribute always been? It's always been his scoring. So me asking James Harden to go out and do what he does best and make it a series shouldn't be that hard of a thing. I'm not saying go out and be a defender. I'm not saying go out and rebound. I'm hey. talking about go out and do the best thing that you've been doing your entire career. That's scoring the basketball. So I have to sit up and look at this as a way of like, yo, I know Joe B is is out, the best player on the Philadelphia Sixers. But you know what? James Harden's a top 10 talent, offensive talent of all time. What does he do best? He scores the ball. Go out and at least make it a series. That's all I'm saying. Can you get me one game? Can you no, give hey, me one game? Hey, That's all you. I'm asking. That's all I'm asking is one game. One game. I'm not asking for the win. Can you make this a series while until Joe B returns? That shouldn't be, and if and if I'm and if I'm the Philadelphia Sixers, and we talk about giving him a five-year, two hundred sixty-five million dollar contract, and you can't come out and get one game, and make this a series, we're not even talking about winning a series. We just talk about making a series when Joel B comes back, one game for your contract. That's what it essentially comes down to. Because if if I'm in that front office, and I'm looking around, and we talk about yo, and he plays bad, and it's and it, Joel B comes back game four, and it's <laughs> he down, it's the the Miami Heat up 3-0. I'm going to be looking at James Harden. I'm kind of crazy. Honestly, I'm going to be looking at him kind of crazy because at the end of the day, James Harden, you was the third option with the Brooklyn Nets. You wanted to come play in Philly. You wanted to go be the second option. You want to go play with Joel B. You had a, he had a perfect 
he was in a perfect situation with the Brooklyn Nets. So I don't want to hear all that Steve Nash, you know, James Harden shit right now. Go out and get a game. That's how I'm looking at it. Man said, hey, man, I'm buckets. Yeah, go get a game. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you now. Go get a game, man. I'm with you. I'm with you only because you mentioned the contract part of it. You feel yeah. me? You, you know, I'm, I, look, you want to get the Supermax, you want to get the five-year, 250, 60, whatever the number is. Cool, I'm with you, player. But don't be down 3-0. Hey, and I'm still because you're not playing with bums. Right, like you might, you know, obviously you miss with Joel Embiid, you feel me? That, right. But this still, you know what I'm saying, it's still a top four seed. Right. Yeah, but I will say this too, I think it all depends on how many games it is, right? Because if, if they end up being down 2-0, I don't think that's, you know, I, okay, you know, the Miami Heat are still a one seed, right? Yeah. But if they get down 3-0, uh, hey, that's hey, 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 yeah. hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? I, I, I know, I know you ain't asking for, you know, 250 mil and, 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 and be down 3-0 in the semifinals. I know you're asking for 250 mil. I'm about to get, you know, just four playoff wins. I know that ain't the case. It 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 really does get nasty. And so, to me, like there's there's this dynamic of like, okay, a player deserves his money. Cool. I'm 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 all for that. Yep. I want all players to get paid what they are worth. But at the same time, produce. That's not to your point. That's not too much to ask, right? And and no. again, another great point is no one has asked you to do something that you've never done before. <laughs> and nobody asked you to go out to get out there and get ten steals. Guard one through five. And nobody asked you to, you know, prevent Bam from, you know, going going off it. Score. Put the ball in the hoop. And and you know, obviously now there's been you know, it's pretty unanimous, right? When when we talk that talk between Giannis and the heart and all that, whatever. But even still, if you feel deep down in your heart that, you know, as a hooper, I'm better than Giannis, I'm not mad at it. Just go out there and prove it. But he, he could even play the narrative of, you know, some people feel that I'm not top five. Say no more. Let me let me go out and prove it. Cool. I'm not mad at that either. So some people just say you're go not out top and 10. do it. Some people say you're not top ten no more. Go out and prove Fine. it. Like it's, it's that crazy. changes if you go out there and produce. Some look. Some people hate. Right. It ain't ain't no ain't no denying that. There's some people in this you know basketball space that truly just hate. But at the same time, numbers is numbers. The eye test. You feel me? Like it's just a fact. But if you feel personally about it, I promise you. People's opinions gonna can, change if you go out there and get a dub, and, and they can and, and and they can change his. A lot of opinions can change right now with James Harden. People talk about this and that about his playoff woes and stuff like that. I I don't really want to get into that because it's a lot of, you know, like you said, people hate certain players, but then you start looking at the numbers, you're looking at like the impact. It's just like, well, you know, it's a little bit. You praising this player for doing this, and this player's basically doing the same thing. He's like. So I don't really gonna get into all that because you know how that goes with the different narratives, especially for James Harden. But at the end of the day, like you said, this we're asking you to score the ball, we're asking you to produce. You want a supermax contract, and like I said, he can kill all that noise by being competitive and going out and show that yo, you know, this is gonna still be a series once Joe and B returns because of my greatness. We're not gonna look at like we're not gonna look at Tyrese. It's not gonna be because of Tyrese Maxey. It's not going to be because of Tobias Harris. It's going to have to be because of James Harden. So, and it's crazy because we will know <laughs> even by the time we come back and record again, like what happens, <laughs> or we going to know probably like, yo. <laughs> yeah. <Unfortunately>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think in any of these situations, you know, it's always a reminder for people that we're like, we are rooting for these players, right? Like it, it's not like, you know, waiting for failure or something, but at the same no. time, it's like, yo, if we're going to hold you to a certain standard, we don't have a choice but to acknowledge the real. You know what I'm saying? Like these are, especially for James Harden, when you're, when you're, you know what I'm saying, you're entering those years where, hey, hey, you're not getting younger. 
And so these are the times, these are the, the postseasons. Like, yo, you got to get it done now, right? Like, you don't know what's going to happen next season, like, especially with his personal contract situation, all these different things. So hopefully they can get it done. At least hopefully he shows up, right? Yeah. Regardless who you're going for, at least hopefully he shows up and reminds the world who the hell he is. That's fine. And that's and that's the perfect thing you said, showing up, because some some – that's what a lot of people don't Kevin Durant about because it's like it'd be different if you lost or your team got swept. But if you ain't show up for ninety five percent of the series, it's just kind of like people gonna look at you kind of funny. So at least show up. You know, I didn't say nothing about the Philadelphia Sixers winning the series. I picked the Miami Heat before healthy Joel beat or not. I picked the Miami Heat before, but like at least show up and produce where we can look at not you being the reasons why your team is struggling. So yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I got a cap or no cap for you, and it features a team that's no longer in the playoffs, but um, it, it's pretty important to at least address this. Um, cap or no cap, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell will be teammates at the start of next season. Oh, the, <laughs> it's over. Cap or cap, no cap, cap, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell will be teammates by the start of the start next of season. Next. I think it's over with Cap. I think it's over with. I think it's over. I think Rudy Gobert needs a new situation. I need. I think Donovan Mitchell needs a new situation. If Donovan Mitchell was smart, he'll go into that, go into that front office and demand a trade. So don't, and don't let them pick between the two. Because let me tell you something. They're gonna pick to get Rudy Gobert out, <laughs> other than Donovan Mitchell. So if I'm Donovan, I'm going in there first. Saying, give me, the, <laughs> give me the hell right I'm going it's in there first. Like, like all the rumors, I don't know if it's true or whatever, but like, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to that front office first to demand a trade because at the end of the day, this is how I look at it. Donovan Mitchell, nobody's coming to play with you in Salt Lake City. That's just as simple as that. In, like, nobody's coming. Like, I don't care what free agent. Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, Zach Levine's an unrestricted free agent. He's not saying I want to go play with the Utah Jazz. You know what I'm saying? Bradley Bill's an unrestricted free agent. He's not saying I want to come play with the with the Utah Jazz. I know they play the same positions or whatever, but I'm just using that as an example to say like, yo, stars are not coming to play with you. It's a reason why the Utah Jazz had to give Rudy Gobert a max contract. <laughs> it wasn't because of this game. It wasn't because like he was the next Shaq or he was putting up 25 and 15. They had to give him because like, yo, who the hell is coming to Salt Lake City to play in Utah? Nobody. So for that for that specific person, for that for specific reason, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's Don, so Donovan Mitchell, go into that front office and get the hell up out of Salt Lake City. Ben's about to walk in there like he got to put in some transfer requests. Yes. Transfer like, papers. Like it's, like it's soccer. Like it's soccer. Put, put your transfer request in and get the hell up out of Utah, man. Please. Uh, Please. Um, but yeah, it's cap. I agree with you. Uh, I mean, because there's no point. Right, like that—that's really what it comes down to. It's like sometimes when you got great players, two whether it's two, three, whatever. You tell yourself, "All right, maybe this could work." Right, maybe let let's see. There you go. Let's see if this can work. But then you also reach a point where it's like, "All right, we've literally saw it for years now. Well, what what's next?" That should that should be the 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 question that the front office in Utah ask. What's next? Because you know for a fact, hate to say it, but what you got now ain't gonna get it done. Right, and so to your point, ain't nobody about to willingly raise their hand and say, "Oh, Salt Lake City, let's I'm a slide." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, are you about to trade Rudy? Are you about to trade Donovan? Are you about to build through the draft? Right, yeah, and and, and exactly. to me, 
And even if you want to build through the draft, does that get it done in terms of a championship? Right? Like, yeah. to me, this is like the perfect 4 or 5 seed. Yeah. This is the yeah. perfect, you know, decent regular season. <laughs> yeah, go to play. You know what I'm saying? Season. Like, yeah, yeah. but I, I think one of the, you know what I'm saying? And entertain the fans, you know what I'm saying? Make yeah. the playoffs, sell, sell a couple yeah. tickets, might make the second yeah. round, you know what I'm saying? Make yeah. things a little interesting. You know, give give a give a couple of uh um championship contenders a run for their money, you know, give them some comp, prepare yeah. them for the the real test against the Warriors or Suns or some shit. But in terms of chip, no, it's clear. Yeah, it, it's um, and that's okay. You know, but I'm gonna say this. They're not in the worst position. Um, I think one of the worst positions that you can be in in terms of, of basketball is being a seven or eight seed. The middle of the pack. Can't get better, can't get worse. You don't have a lottery pick, but you barely made the playoffs. That terrible position to be in. I'd rather stink. I'd rather be trash. Tank. Just tank. Because at least what you get a lottery pick. But if you're in the middle of the pack, ew. What are we doing here? We find all season long, just get what? Losing five in the first round, year after year after year, that's nasty work. Well, only pushback I would say to that is it depends on the organization and the culture. Because, like, do you have guys that can develop? Do you have guys that can go out and scout and go find gyms? Because the Spurs being a seven and eight seed in the middle pack a couple of years and developing guys and finding guys, or the Miami Heat, when they had their down years, they were like the seven and eight seed for a couple of years and stuff, and they finding like gyms and stuff. That's a little bit different, you know? But if you're the Utah Jazz, <laughs> or if you're the team like <laughs> well, they're, 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 well, Orlando, Orlando Magic, it's just like, yeah, that's the worst possible thing you could be a seven and eight seed. So to your credit, you, you are right. But it, I think it depends on what organization Well, saying yeah, that. Yeah, two, two different look, ball look, clubs, though. But look, yeah, you, look, you, who, you, look you, at the two other organizations I said. I said it. 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 I was going to say, I mean, those, and that's the thing, too, though. Those two have some great organizations. Yeah. Right, the Spurs, even though they didn't have a great year, that's still a good organization. The Miami Heat, yeah. great organization. Um, but you mentioned the the Jazz and the Magic. Eh. Um, yeah. They, you know, historically speaking, and just overall now, like the Jazz still aren't an, an eight seed or a seven seed. And um, that's what, the yeah. Magic is like, well, you know, what are you doing? Like, that's the question that I think GMs really have to, like, start asking. What are we doing? Right, like, like, like truly, like, are we... Competing, we vibing, mm-hmm. we trying to win chips, we trying to build, we trying to, you know, land free agent. What what exactly are we doing? Because I feel like there's so many teams out there that are just lost. No, that, like, that's, like that's there's a, no that's a fact. there's no goal. There's just we're that's gonna exist, fact. right? Our, our goal is to not get relocated. Our goal is to keep you know fans in the stands. Like there's not there's nothing basketball wise. Like yo, like where where is the improvement? I think teams like Chicago definitely deserve their recognition because at least they were like, mm-hmm. all right, we might not be we be where we want to be. But let's make some moves. Let's get active. Let's let's really change some stuff with our team. I get it. You know, other teams, that's just... Yeah. What's up, y'all? I see y'all making some moves. <laughs> we gonna chill. Hello? <laughs> Hello? No, but that's... And then sometimes you get in this, like... You get in this position, like you said. You don't know... The front office doesn't know what direction they want to go and go with, like... The New York Knicks was the perfect... I told... I knew that it was, like, music to my ears. The, the New York Knicks... Four seed a year ago. And I was like, yeah, they really should be tanking. But, you know, it's all this hoorah-rah. They got Tom Thibodeau at the end. I was like, okay, wait till next season. Yeah. Back to back to reality. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, like back to reality. So it's just like, you also can't get tricked by that. Because having one little fluky-ass regular season where we know you probably should be tanking for a draft pick. 
You probably should be developing your young players, but you instead you want to go out and you want to have these old veterans to compete because you want to be in the playoffs and stuff like that because it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better. We competed for a seven to eight seed, you know. So it's it's very challenging. Um, but it, like you said, you got to know your personnel. GM's got to make that decision. But definitely cap, man. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's you know the, the game, the game, the game. Oh, the I will game. say, I will say, though, this before we get out of here. The only reason I'm so hard on Rudy Gobert is that <laughs> it's because he's it's expected to be the second option on a on a team. You know what I'm saying? He's expected to be a second option on a championship caliber team. Because even though the Utah Jazz or the fourth or fifth seed, I forgot, whatever, I don't know. I think they were the fourth seed this year. But like a couple years, they were the first seed and stuff. And people were talking about their, their championship caps. I was like, ha ha, okay, whatever. Um, but he was expected to be that second option getting paid all that money. But I'll take Rudy Gobert with the, with the Chicago Bulls. You know, being the fourth option, rim protecting. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll take him with like, who else? Well, you take him with the Warriors? I'll, I'll take him with the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll take him where he could just be who he's meant to be. A good-ass role player. That's what he's meant to be. That's he's a good-ass. expensive-ass role player. He's a expensive-ass role player, but it's just like he's, a, he's supposed to be a, a good-ass role player. Like, people get caught up in certain things of when guys get on their own team. And stuff. Like, Jackie Noel. Jackie Noel had an excellent couple years in the NBA. Went to All Star games, defensive Whoa, player. Whoa! I just realized. Awards, I just realized. Like wait a minute. Defensive no, player of the year no, awards. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're not the same. The, the, they're not the same. Defensive player of the year awards. But I, I, and I'm saying this. I mean, you think about the slander, Jockey. That's not what the case. Yeah, that's not what I'm well, doing. I'm saying that. I'm saying that to say that, yo, that's a guy that you probably would have been willing to give like big time dollars for. Rudy Gobert has shown nothing on the offensive end in the playoffs, nothing on the offensive end in the regular season for the Utah Jazz to really say, we should give you all this money. But they had to because at the end of the day, no one's coming to Salt Lake City. But there's some teams out there that can really use Rudy Gobert. I think Chicago Bulls are one. You said you mentioned the, the Golden State Warriors. I don't really – I think that's unrealistic. I think – Who's another team out there that probably – the Brooklyn Nets maybe, if they can figure out some type oh of my situation. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's a lot of teams. I'm just throwing out. I'm just throwing out names. Like I think the Charlotte Hornets would be a great spot for Rudy Gobert. It's 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 a few teams. It's a few teams. Yeah, I mean, hey, he just. But I think when the Jazz gave him that contract, though, I don't. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I forgot the Joe Kim Noah. My, I jumped the gun when I heard you yeah, say Joe yeah. Kim Noah just because there's levels. Well, hell, hell no, <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. Because Joe Kim Noah was like a top five MVP candidate at one point, like legitimate, like for. A good, not no damn two weeks either. Like a legitimate, you know, length of a season top five if he can. And I'll just leave it at that. I was about to add a comma say so-and-so isn't. But I'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Housekeeper items. Yeah, I know the deal. Five-star rating Apple Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. All right? And just like that, y'all, we gone. Enjoy these podcasts. I mean, enjoy these podcasts. <laughs> enjoy, these enjoy these playoffs. Enjoy, enjoy these, these playoffs. Enjoy this podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace.